Hello and welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sauk Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Rashad Lane, who works with the Diversity Alliance of the Sauk Valley. Rashad, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, for our listeners, can you just give us a quick snapshot who are you? Who do you love? Give us a quick intro. So originally I'm from Sterling, Illinois. So definitely uh, the Sauk Valley is home to me. Um, I love my friends and my family and the sense of the community at small towns uh, to give you, you know, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think of, uh, you know, just driving through town and you see an organization like the Fiesta Group and they have a bucket brigade that they do yeah. where they're raising money for scholarships. Like that's yeah. so cool. And, yeah. you know, comparing that to, you know, a larger, you know, city, you may not have that opportunity and, and Sterling is so welcoming and so is Dixon. So great area to be in. Shout out to Rock Falls. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a, a little bit of the story, Rashad. You, you say that you, you're local here. You came from here, grew up a little bit. Um, I know earlier we were talking, you got family here as well. Um, what was that journey to take you out of the Sauk Valley area. Um, I know you spent some time in the Chicagoland area and then now back. Give us that journey. So for the last 17 years, I've worked for uh, Verizon Wireless in a multitude of roles. And, you know, throughout that, you know, journey, um, I've had an opportunity to, you know, work and live in the Chicagoland area. And for the last 10 years, I've actually been able to call Dixon home. So we had an opportunity mm-hmm. that was created and jumped all over it to just get back into this uh, area because I definitely see it an area that's very uh, flourishing. Yeah, totally. So you spent some time working with Verizon, driving around, being a uh, traveling kind of rep, something like that. What got you connected with the Diversity Alliance and why was that a passion for you once you got back in this area? So our president, Tina Wren, had, uh, we were both members of Macedonia Baptist Church. And mm. one Sunday she asked me, you know, how I felt about helping plan a uh, basketball tournament for Juneteenth. And I definitely thought that was, uh, you know, so cool that once she, you know, she thought of me when she thought about planning that event, being that sports is uh, something that's close and dear to me. Yeah. Um, and then also just the importance of raising awareness, like, you know, events like Juneteenth uh, in this community, because, you know, you don't, you know, growing up being here, I had no idea what that was. So to, to know that that was something that was, you know, something that I could be a part of kind of championing, that was uh, super cool. That's good for me to hear that even, even out here where uh, there's a little bit more history of uh, ethnic diversity and racial diversity, that even Juneteenth was a little bit of a, a, a news item even out here because where I was in California for the last 15 or so years when it's kind of hit the national platform I was like what is this thing I've never heard of before and and it really was a, a kind of a humbling aspect of like wow like there's a there's not only that but there's a lot of history that I just don't know and it, so it's been an interesting journey so you got involved with planning a basketball uh, tournament is sports something that's near and dear to your heart personally Yes. You know, I love sports, grew up an athlete. I still consider myself an athlete at the uh, ripe age of 42. I think there's something about, uh, you know, being in the mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Something about being in a huddle, being a part of a team that, you know, kind of instills uh, values like, you know, leadership and teamwork and uh, trust. So that was uh, something that I could pair very well to uh, volunteering and fundraising. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so with your role, you were mentioning the president, Tina, um, and I had the pleasure of meeting her a few months back as well. Um, What are some of the things that you help oversee now with 
the Diversity Alliance and how, how long have you been serving with the Diversity Alliance now? How many years? Wow. I would say I've been a part of the committee now for, you know, five plus years. Okay. Um, you know, my role primarily is I run uh, most of our social media. So I'm kind of the tech guy um, when it comes to things like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, setting up our live events, any of that, uh, those type of things I'd love to uh, yeah. jump in and help. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, because that that is true that the I know the Diversity Alliance is involved in a few different live events over the course of the year. Um, I attended the Martin Luther King Jr. celebration just this past you know winter, um, and then uh, there is going to be a, a Juneteenth celebration coming up as well. What are some of the other ways that the Diversity Alliance uh, invests in this community? Uh, whether it's through ongoing learning or things like that, you're kind of hinting at some stuff on YouTube and Facebook. So like most of us during the pandemic, we had to think of creative ways to uh, you know reach out to the community and still make an impact. So some of the things we did during the pandemic, we did a ice cream social. We mm. did that around Juneteenth. We partnered with uh, the YWCA and then the uh, the city of Dixon to allow us to simply just hand out ice cream, but also hand out some informational flyers, coloring books, things like that to uh, just kind of raise awareness around Juneteenth. Uh, we've also done things around uh, Women's History Month in March, just a, a, a celebration, um, brought in some speakers from different areas in Illinois to just, you know, just encourage and, and you know, enlighten and just uh, celebrate, you know, Women's History Month. Um, and in October, we've, you know, we've kicked around the ideal of celebrating Day of the Dead, which is huge in Latin American countries, mm. um, just to bring more, you know, cultural awareness as our community becomes more diverse. So I'm hearing a little bit of kind of the, the broad scope of the Diversity Alliance, that it is uh, celebrating diversity across um, racial and ethnic divides, celebrating diversity across maybe even uh, gender differences, you know, with Women's History Month and stuff, and then also looking at uh, cultural differences um, in our area. Is that kind of the hope of the Diversity Alliance is to kind of look at kind of all the ways we can be different or is there a more... Um, is it limited to those three or are there some focuses that the diversity line says, this is our thing that we're, we're championing right now? So right now, I think our kind of our, our niche or kind of our goal is raising awareness around cultural mm. awareness. But we do partner, you know, with organizations like the YWCA. Mm. Um, we definitely, you know, celebrate, you know, uh, you know, Pride Month that's coming up in June. And, you know, we, we haven't necessarily been a part of that event. That's just I think it's just in their second year of doing that in Dixon. But we, you know, we share their information on our page just to, you know, again, just raise awareness as our communities are changing. Um, and we just want to make sure that we're, you know, creating, you know, workspaces, school spaces, church spaces that are inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that has been a um, big challenge here in the Sauk Valley area of um, inclusivity, specifically across cultural lines? Has there been a, a big divide in this area, maybe in your lifetime that you've seen? Has that changed? I think there, you know, it's, it's changing. Um, I think when I look back to the community that I went to elementary school in, I could look in a classroom and I could be, you know, two people of color in that mm. classroom. Um, recently, I had a niece graduate from Sterling High School last, uh, last May, and I'm looking at the, uh, the graduates and it's just, it's so much more diverse. And yeah. I'm just speaking to, you know, ethnic diversity. So, um, there's a lot of things that kind of go into that, uh, that, that bucket of diversity, but I can definitely see that the community is changing mm. um, with that. And, and, and with that, there, it 
change is hard. And sometimes if you're not used to things, making sure that we're using the right language, the right words, um, to make sure that we're not offending people and, and to make them feel welcomed, you know, as their new members, their, you know, to this community. Right. Yeah. And so do you feel that that is something that, um, is, is that indicative that this area has experienced, um, I guess the thing I'm trying to say is which one is the cause and which one's the effect? Is this area becoming more diverse and open to diversity? Therefore, we're seeing more of the culturals represent the cultures represented, or is the fact that there have been new people moving into this area, whether it's for uh, economic opportunity with jobs or something, or even just moving into the area because of cost of living or things like that, that has then kind of forced the conversation of saying, hey, there's different people here now and we need to start re- recognizing this. I think it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, I don't want to use the word force, but I mean, I feel like in a way, I mean, that's, it's more reactive. I mm-hmm. would say we, we haven't necessarily been proactive. We're more reactive, which is fine because we're still reacting to it and we're willing to make changes. I've seen so much, uh, you know, just so much change. Like I mentioned before, you know, you have the Taste of Fiesta committee that's uh, doing great things, raise awareness around, you know, Latin and Latino cultures and um, things to that effect. You also have, you know, Sock Valley Pride that's, you know, doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. to, to raise awareness in that space. So we're definitely seeing some, uh, some new, um, new energy to the, you know, community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think along with that, you know, there's also that little bit of like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Should I go? I don't know. Are they going to welcome me? Like, you know, one of the things that the diversity community started doing, uh, 2019, we had our first annual black history month gala, you know, and I had a couple of friends that, um, were like, well, can I go? And that felt like yeah. such a weird question. People, um, people who weren't black, yeah, you mean? Right. Yeah. And it, you know, felt like a weird question because I would never question if, if I could go, you know, have a Guinness on St. Patrick's day, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go have a Guinness. Absolutely. Come on. So, sure. um, hopefully, you know, as, as these events continue to grow, um, and everyone is made to feel uh, welcome. Cause that's where I feel where the change really comes. Mm. Do you feel, uh, coming from, uh, your time in the Chicago area, um, is that a thing that was a little bit almost of a culture shock when you went there? From this area, you were talking about in, in elementary school, uh, just percentage-wise, truly being a minority represented in your schooling time, and then going to a place like Chicago, one of the most diverse, uh, ethnically, culturally, uh, philosophically, like melting pot, you know, top three in our country, probably. What was that culture shock like for you? I mean, it was a big change just, you know, f- just from the smallest thing, like uh, going to my first Indian restaurant, you know, mm. things like that. You know, I didn't grow up, you know, seeing, you know, much diversity in food. I mean, I was very familiar with Italian food. Shout out to Angelo's and yeah, Alameda's yeah, yeah. and all of the great pizza places here in this area, um, you know, had some Chinese food and, um, but, you know, I really didn't have any, you know, real soul food outside of, you know, you know, my family or, sure. you know, I really didn't have, like I said, you know, Indian food or even, uh, you know, Thai food and all these different things that you got to experience. And then just the, the music and some of the different, you know, celebrations, like I, you know, went to an October fest, which is, uh, mm. you know, something that we just didn't grow up having here. So just kind of, you know, learning 
um, all these different, uh, you know, cultures and backgrounds and parts of the world that you're not familiar with because your community doesn't really have that makeup. So yeah. that's one thing that I hope that uh, over time that this area continues to uh, just, just change and evolve. Cause I think there's so much out there that uh, we're, we're still just kind of scratching the surface on. Mm. Did, you, did that uh, put a desire in you to try and be an agent of change back in your hometown? What was it that said, yeah, I want to start bringing some of those things I've experienced out and about, you know, because even during your time working at Verizon, even traveling around the Midwest area, you do see different cultures and stuff. What, what gave you the desire to try and help be an agent of change here? I think, you know, representation matters. And I think Mm. when you look, you know, and I'm growing up in this community, there wasn't like a, you know, there wasn't a, a Frank Hart who was a, you know, a a movie star that looked like me to kind of look up to. But in Chicago, you have that Chicago, you have, you know, teachers and, you know, firefighters and lawyers that you can, you know, you can kind of see yourself, you know, in that person. And a lot of times that's, that's the, that's the steam to your dream. That's really all you need is to be able to see yourself, um, you know, in someone Mm. and something other than athletics or music, which are, are, are great careers, um, but it's a very small percentage of people that uh, kind of make it in those uh, in those fields. So, you know, I think that was kind of the spark. You know, when, you get, when I went to Chicago and I saw just all these different people of color and, you know, executive level positions or, you know, working for non-profits and, and things like that. It's like, you know what, I would love to do something like that. And if anything, hopefully it inspires the generation after me to uh, to want to continue it. Mm, talk about that a little bit. The the next generation, uh, you you just you just casually drop the the mic drop phrase there. You know, it's the steam to your dreams, and I love that. But like, what what makes you uh, passionate about uh, helping create that inspiration for the next generation? I mean, I think for me, what's exciting is you know I look you know just recently, you know, you see the, the mayor election and, you know, in Sterling and Sterling's getting their first, you know, Latin mayor. That's, that's huge. I mean, yeah. I, I want to say the city of Sterling was established like in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, so, for the, so for that to be the, the first, that's, uh, and also to be a woman, that's, that's, that's powerful to see. So I think when you're a change maker, um, you inspire think you know, you inspire things like that and you inspire people to, you know, when they are looking at places to live and places to raise their family, they look at those type of things like yeah. the demographics and, you know, and things like that. And, you know, will my child succeed if he, if he is the, you know, or she is the minority, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that, in that space. So being able to, uh, to, to live here and, you know, be a part of the community, be an active member of the community. Yeah. I think that is really the, uh, kind of the lightning rod to, uh, to keep going. Yeah. Well, and it is one of those things. I mean, I, I, I have two kids. Uh, my daughter is four and a half. And truly, I mean, I, I've always said that I want her to be a, a powerful woman who uh, knows uh, what she's capable of um, and, and is kind in, in her, her navigation of the world. So I, I'm not trying to raise a, a bull in a china shop, of course. But at the same time, too, I don't want to be raising someone who thinks that she can't do anything. And having those examples of people that she goes, oh, I met so-and-so when I was a little girl. I met so-and-so when I was in high school and that gave me the, the permission to believe, oh, I, I can do that too, you know? Th- that is a powerful thing for our, our young kids. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that I recognize in my uh, privilege as a, as a white man of uh, it's, it's, it's less of a 
conscious thought of noticing role models that give me permission because that is kind of the majority uh, the faces we see on the billboards, you know, the people we see on the advertisements. So I like thought um, there's a lot more representation for me. So it's less of a conscious thought of, oh, can I or can't I? Because it's just this unconscious, implicit, oh, this might be something I could do eventually too. And so that's, that's maybe a confession of mine of, as I'm talking out loud of realizing how important it is to have the diversity represented so that every kid, no matter what background they come from, can also unconsciously, implicitly believe, oh, that might be something I could do, rather than the thought of like your friend sharing, oh, the black history month, I'm not a black guy, am I invited, right? Like I want every kid to not have to ask, can I do that eventually? You know what I mean? So, um, sorry, that was just a tangent as I was talking out loud. That's good stuff. You know, and it's just, it's a recognition too of in our area, this is a, this is a growing area not as fast growing as, you know, maybe the suburbs or things like that. But you know, this is, this is one of, one of these small towns that still has life and vitality in it, you know, and not just the town of Sterling, but the, the whole area of the Sauk Valley. And, you know, even if you push out to some of the other towns, Morrison, Walnut and Polo and stuff like there's life and vitality here and, and young families are moving into this area or, or people are sticking around to start families. And so we do have to be thinking of not just the people who are, um, in positions of authority and influence now, but what, uh, statements are we making for the young people coming up, you know? So where do you see maybe a challenge that the Sauk Valley currently has in the area of diversity and representation? I mean, I really just think, you know, I, I would look at, you know, some of our large, you know, employers. So whether it's, you know, wall clipper, halo, Walmart. Walmart is actually the second largest employer in the United States. They might be one, but uh, large employers here. Um, what do our management teams look like? Mm. You know, what do you know? What's what's our makeup? You know, in in that space, um, because again, that's also you know important. That that also drives people to uh, you know feel like ah, I can't you know I can do it. You know, so and so from marketing you know looks like me. You know, like. Those type of things that, you know, I would also challenge community members, though, you know, be a part of your local government. You know, yeah. there's all, there, you know, there's an election, you know, every two years, four years, you know, whether it's uh, the school board, city council, um, you know, mayor, you know, get get involved. Because, again, you never know who you're going to inspire. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's so we have to do our do our part, too, um, you know, in the community. But. Um, you know, I would just say, you know, to continue to uh, look for those opportunities to, to raise awareness, um, you know, in your work, you know, workplace uh, around issues around diversity and inclusion, because that is really going to bring better ideals forward. You know, if someone doesn't feel welcomed, they may have a great idea, but they don't necessarily feel like they're a part of the team. And it just really brings people in when you really open up and uh, create safe spaces in your workplace. So I, I appreciate you talking about kind of the, the, the two sided need there, both from the people who are currently in positions of authority and, and influence and stuff, uh, making sure to do their due diligence of looking at the makeup of their teams and trying to see how, how can I be working towards uh, a, a broader representation uh, uh, from the, the, the candidates who are qualified and so like that, you know, making sure to kind of do those things. But then also from the level of all of us, the, the citizens, the members of this community saying, 
Yeah, but we also need to step up too. You know, we also need to put ourselves forward. I have a friend who says, don't offer a solution to a problem unless you're willing to be part of the solution to that problem. Like, like, you know, and then there's a place for, you know, if you see someone say something like pointing out things that need to get fixed, even if I don't know how to fix it. But like, there is a, 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 there's something uh, important about willing to step forward to be part of the solution and stuff. Do you feel that which one of those is harder from your perspective working with the Diversity Alliance? Is it what's a bigger challenge? Is it talking to the current uh, spheres of influence, whether it be the employers or the uh, local political groups and and offices and stuff? Is it talking to them about um, uh, working towards uh, diversity and representation, is that more challenging or is it more ch- challenging to talk to just the broader public about stepping up? What What is the, the where are you seeing uh, more roadblocks perhaps? I think the challenge is, you know, as a, you know, as that one person, do you feel that you can really impact change, whether that's, mm. you know, running for, um, you know, city council or, you know, applying for that job? you know, going to that event with your friend that's invited you five times, you've never went because now you're the minority at that event. Mm. Um, so I think that's that's the biggest hurdle is is putting yourself out there, not being afraid. I think context matters. You know, if you do ask someone that looks different from you a question, most of the time they'll be able to tell, you know, if you're if it's a genuine question or if you're you know, you're trying to crack yeah. you know, a, a joke or something like that. So right. Again, I challenge you to, you know, go to that event, you know, this year that you've never thought about going to in a million years. I mean, I, I think you'd be surprised of how we're all so similar versus, you know, how different, you know, sometimes things like media and, you know, can make us look. Yeah. So challenge yourself, go to at least one new event that you haven't gone to, you know, in the last 12 months and see how much you'd like it. Mm, absolutely. And like you're saying, there's m- multiple of those events coming up that are, uh, uh, and we'll talk about those uh, towards the end of our conversation as well. Um, but I, I was just reflecting as you're speaking, I was reflecting on just my uh, visit to the MLK uh, celebration just you know a few months ago. Um, hosted a big red church in Sterling, and uh, uh, Pastor Jeff, who's there, you know, uh, a person who is a, a a champion for letting others have platform, which is I appreciate about him. Um, and and I just was sitting in that room and listening to the stories of, especially the people who were receiving awards that day. And I was a, I'm still brand new to the community. I've lived here since October, you know, so I just passed like six, seven months. And at the time I'd been here, you know, three, four months. And I was like, man, I'm proud to live here. Like to hear the stories of the people, like it gives you pride in your community to hear about the good that is happening in this community. And so um, that is just a, a, another uh reason why to participate in these things our community has going on because it gives you a sense of like really just a sense of like wow this is happening in my town this is happening in my community these type of people care about this place and and are invested in this place you know so um and that that leads to my second question of like how how is the diversity alliance committed to investing in the sock valley like what are some of the 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 initiatives that y'all are are focused on looking forward so looking forward, we're, we've uh, looked at creating content, you know, to to basically show a little bit more of that uh, diversity and also where those opportunities uh, where maybe a, a school district, a mm. large employer may say, you know what, we're not doing that. Maybe we can, you know, take a few of these bullet points and yeah. uh, put this into training. So 
Um, more, more to that coming down the road, but looking basically to just, you know, what does this community look like five years from now? You know, what does it look like 10 years from now? And where can we kind of set ourselves up to avoid some of the conflicts that we see in, in mm-hmm. larger, you know, in larger places, because, um, you know, those issues do exist here. You know, there, there are some concerns, you know, and, you know, things around like policing and, and things like that, those concerns, you know, they exist in every uh, city in America. Yeah. So just basically fostering relationships, you know, one of the things we did also during the pandemic, we had a basically a town hall with area law enforcement and it was uh, two of our community, uh, our committee members, uh, Gordon Harris and Dr. Savannah Mustington. They were the leads on that. Mm. And everyone came in and we actually had some non-law enforcement come in too. And we all got to sit down together and really just do some activities about, you know, diversity and bridging the gap. And, um, you know, how do we, you know, bring in, you know, kids or teenagers to kind of change the narrative a little bit on, you know, like, am I here to help you? Am I here to hurt you? And, you know. Um, also just some, some career pathing too. Some people don't even consider, you know, you know, going into that space, you know, as a, as a young person of color, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be a police officer. Um, so just how do you know, how do we raise awareness and also help the relationship? That's, that's really where all this starts is you right. know, really relationship building and, um, but also having those, you know, those difficult and those tough, tough conversations to kind of uncover some of those biases you didn't even know you had. Do you feel that, uh, we've been dancing around kind of the topic, but like it, it, fear is a big thing that we're experiencing kind of nationwide right now. And it's specifically around differences, right? We fear what we, it's different from us, you know, just to oversimplify it. And that's what has caused some, you know, distrust, um, some uh, disagreements and stuff in other communities. Is the antidote to that relationship building like one-on-one conversations with people? Is that what we do? to help silence our fear to put some 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 names and stories with the faces of these people that we see in our community that might be different from us yes i think conversations you know help and you know you have to be willing to have that tough conversation and to ask those uh, uncomfortable conver- you know uncomfortable topics because yeah. um again context matters and most people will will know if you're if you're really trying to get to a point of understanding or if you're really trying to be, you know, hurtful and being able to have a conversation, not a conversation like Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, like you don't want to have that type of conversation right, right. where it's for, you know, entertainment. You really just want to have a, you know, be able to have differences, but be able to communicate those differences in a way that maybe you can still meet in the middle and, you know, still, still be neighborly, still even be friends and just have, have your differences. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wonder too, if there's just more potential for conversations like this, or like you were talking about that town hall of gathering people to, to get to know each other. I mean, uh, outside of say a, you know, your, your, um, your Rotarians or your Lions clubs, or perhaps your church communities, there's not much left in our community here, or even just society in general that gathers a wide group of people for longer than two minutes, you know, like standing in line to get your donuts from any of the places that are all popping up with donuts now. And I still haven't gotten a rockstar donut cause I don't get there in time, you know, in the morning they sell out, but like standing in line together to get something isn't the same as sitting down across the table, 
you know? Um, and so I wonder if that's one of the needs of our community of more opportunities for sit down, more opportunities for visiting, right? Is it doing the good Midwest thing of like, let's visit for a bit, you know? Um, as you live and work here in the Sauk Valley area, whether it's from growing up or even just now, what do you feel are some of the things that are missing in our community or that, that would be something you would change if you could, you know, as you think about stuff that maybe, uh, leaves room for growth, where's some, some growth edges that we have. So I think our growth, you know, and this is a great community to start a small business, I would challenge mm, anyone yeah. that's thinking about starting a small business to, to, to take the first step and, yeah. uh, you know, to do that because there's some great things that, uh, that come out of it. I'll take, uh, the restaurant downtown Sterling 312, uh, for example, yeah. I see so many people getting together to play bingo and I think, you know, and you, and you really think of bingo, you think of retirement homes and, and things like that. But when I think of 312 bingo, I think fun and I see a wide range of, uh, people from all different backgrounds getting together and you never know who you're sitting next to yeah. to where that conversation might just spark up. And again, that just creates a space for you to, uh, to kind of let your hair down and get to know your neighbors, you know, a little bit. So anything that we can get like that, you know, more of, you know, more of that, you know, I know we have a, you know, arcade now here in Sterling's yep. mall. Um, so it's a, just a space where you can community can, can get together, um, you know, other than everyone loves to eat, you know, so everyone loves to sit yeah. down and eat, but when and you there's can get lots of great places to eat, there are, <laughs> there really are. Well, yeah, you can get together and be, and be active. I think in growing up here, you know, we had a couple of roller rinks and I think we still have, you know, one or two left, but you know, things like that where people can kind of get together and, and let loose. I really think that, uh, helps bridge that gap. And it also exposes you to, uh, to different, to different things, anything from music to food and, um, you know, people that don't look like you. So, yeah. um, just more small businesses. Um, this, this is a, a great place to start one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what, what gets you excited about the Sock Valley Rashad? Like what, what makes, what makes this a place that you continue to personally, that you personally still want to invest here? You know, what gives you hope about this area? So it's, it's almost the same answer. I would say the, uh, working in my last role with Verizon, I, partnered with small business owners. That was kind of my job. I was the, uh, I was a relationship builder from their business to corporate Verizon's business. So that was, that was my day to day. And now I see since the pandemic, so many new small businesses in this area, you know, anything from soul collectors, which is a shoe store, downtown Sterling, you have 312, you have Bugsy's, you have so many other, you know, new small businesses along with our legacy, you know, small businesses and family owned businesses. That gives me a lot of hope. I also see all of the changes in our local government. You see so many new faces, you know, running for aldermen and city council and, and mayor. So that definitely gives you, uh, gives you hope. And then you see, new, you know, new non-for-profit organizations, you know, popping up like the Sauk Valley Diversity Alliance. I mean, that's, that's something that didn't exist, you know, 10 years ago. So right. that gives me hope that, uh, we're going in the right direction. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, I, I've said this often that being a, a, a new local here, that's some of the stuff that gets me excited about this area as well is, is the amount of people who truly want to invest here and make this place even better. You know, that like, I think per capita, probably the Sock Valley has more people who like are, are all in versus people who are just sitting on the sidelines and watching other people do stuff. There are so many people here who are willing to roll their sleeves up, 
you know, put, put down that down payment to, you know, put their name attached to something. And it is an, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. And it's a, it's a cool uh, thing to see in a community that there's so many people um, who are willing to step up and, and do their part to, to take the things that they already love about this area and to continue to invest in the area as well. Um, and so that leads me to kind of my last question of uh, specifically about uh, Diversity Alliance. Um, what are some things that are coming up in the future, whether it's uh, in the near future or far-term future? What are some of the things that we can point people to if they want to get involved in either some events coming up? So that was a great question. Our, we can be found on Facebook under Sauk Valley Diversity Alliance. Mm, yeah. That's a good place to start. And then we actually just uh, launched our first Instagram page. So that's going to be Sock underscore uh, diversity underscore alliance. Let me make sure I got that right. Let me check my check my notes. This is all new to me. Yeah, actually, we, we can put the link in the in the show notes as well. Actually, let me rewind that. The Instagram is Sock underscore valley underscore diversity. And then on Facebook, it is Sock Valley Diversity Alliance. We actually yeah. just went through a rebranding. So for the last four years, we've been the diversity committee of the Sock Valley. So this is new to me. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but we have two events coming up, um, actually June 17th. So we have actually a full day of celebrating Juneteenth. So mm. in the morning, we'll actually be in Sterling at the Grandin Civic Center from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for a fun-filled family event. It is absolutely free, so bring everyone um, and there'll be games and, you know, vendors and live music um, at that event. And then that evening, we'll actually be at the Elks Lodge in Dixon. This is for our large, um, probably our largest fundraiser that we do it as a group. So this year we're calling it the Juneteenth Jubilee. Nice. Tickets are $70 and there are VIP options available. If you'd like more information on that, definitely reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram and we will point you in the right direction. Yeah. And so that's that's on a Saturday, June 17th, you're saying for that Juneteenth celebration. Um, and then if there's if if someone wants to uh, get a hold of you personally or get a hold of anyone else who's on the Diversity Alliance, is the Facebook or Instagram DMs the best way to do that? Or is there a website that they should go to to contact people? So the DMs on the social media um, will definitely get us uh, get a hold of any of us that are uh, you know watching those pages. But you can also reach out to us through email, and that is diversitycsv at gmail.com. Mm. Diversity, CSV for diversity council sock valley i see this is the problem with with rebranding is yes. then everything you've done before it's like man do we change that do we keep it it's out there already same thing happens whether you're part of a church or even just try to you know change the name of your your kid's birthday party that you're doing um but hey rashad i so appreciate uh you come to the show today and sharing your story with us thank you for being here and uh yeah just giving us giving us your perspective thanks for having me now, until next time on the Sock Valley Spotlight Podcast, I am your host, Drew Williams, and let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home. <laughs> <laughs>